Welcome to another week of 100 Podcast. My name is Reza V. I'm joined by my co-host Itai Schechter. This week is about networking from scratch and we're going to explore our experiences and what we learned in, in, in terms of starting our network from nothing. And Itai has, a, has the experience of moving to a new city. I have an experience of changing, you know, from one field of work to another. And it's going to be an interesting episode. But before that, I want to um, address the whole music. I don't know what soundtrack is going to play before this episode, but we've been playing with it. I choose a soundtrack. Itai doesn't like it. He chooses one. I don't like it. So we are playing it week by week. Right, right Itai? I think it's... Uh... It's a funny uh, uh, thing that we have. I think you did like mine, but the problem is that we are not sure if we can use it, so we are not going to. But I definitely did not like yours for the previous episode. Good, good, good assumption that I like yours, but <laughs> it's 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 okay. We are we are we are trying to find the music that we can stick to it, and I did like yours. I, I'm joking, but I, I did like the whole soundtrack, and I tried to find something that is catchy, but it seems like you didn't like. It. But did you like it? The, 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 the one I found. Yeah. I'm not in love with it, but it's okay. okay. I, not... I, what I liked was at the beginning, it had, it had something that catches your attention. But okay. I, to me, it felt very super artificial and produced like music. Okay, guys, with... if you want to know which one we were talking about, episode 10, week 10 is the one I chose. Week 9 is the one Itai chose. Um, and then you can tell us yeah. somewhere. I, I, yeah, just because we're not sure that we can use it doesn't mean we shouldn't use it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't. Moving, uh, moving on, um, we don't have a guest today and I want to address something. We are finding, um, uh, we are trying to pull from our network and we are finding a list of very um, qualified guests. We're trying to bring the most value to the audience. So we are, we're experimenting with different things. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we tried um, virtual networking, just Itai and I talking, and it seems like that was um, much of value to our audience. So we feel like some weeks it's better if we don't have a guest, we can talk more, we can bring more value, and then we are playing around with it. Yeah, I don't think we should have a guest every episode. I don't think uh, we are uh, an interview show. And also, uh, I think uh, uh, the audience noticed that our guests are part of the conversation and not straight up coming here for interviews. Uh, and it also gives us time to go more in depth and uh, uh, cover some subjects that we want to talk about anyway. Uh, so I think it's good that every once in a while, me and you just... Uh, and make an episode ourselves and uh, this is what we're doing today absolutely absolutely and i i by the way i like uh, the fact that we are having a conversation with the guests we're including the guest in the conversation as opposed to making the guest the subject and then all of a sudden we're, we're just interviewing and asking boring questions i i quite like that and, and we do have three or four more guest books for the next episodes right I'm excited about that. Next week is interesting. The following couple of weeks, we, ha we have interesting people, very dynamic range of entrepreneurs, and then we can get different, different topics going on. So let's start today's episode, Networking from Scratch. You and I have done this over the past six, seven months to a year. 
um, but different angles. You came to Vancouver recently and you had to start your network from scratch. I had to start my network from scratch because I started a brand new business and I had to put myself out there. Um, what does it take? I want to, I want to explore this question first. What does it take for someone to build their, you know, their network from absolute scratch? Like they have, they're coming from school or they're, uh, they're moving to a new city. They have no one. Where do they even start? If you ask me, they don't need anything. Uh, they just need to, to go for it. The, the first thing I did coming to Vancouver was search on Google, Vancouver startup events and things of that sort, like a stupid, you know, mm. the, the most basic thing you can get. Mm. Uh, and I, I found out some meetups and some, uh, uh, you know, conferences, events, and I just started going to them as simple as that with, with nothing. And um, really, I didn't have any connection here when I first came here, mm -hmm. I mean, zero. And it was just a year ago. And I think today I know quite a few people around uh, Vancouver. Uh, so you can see that the change that going and doing this networking have made. Um, and uh, beside one intro I got from Israel to someone who lived here, uh, beside that, I didn't have any introductions uh, coming to the city. It was just going to events and started talking with people. It's, it's interesting to me because it's a classic story of somebody moving to a new city with, with you. And we have the other classic story of somebody getting out of college and now they're starting their own networking. For me, it was a little different. For me, I've been here for 12 years. I've, I have a lot of friends and network and all that community I've built over the 12 years. The problem I was facing was that none of them knew me for my profession. They all knew me for a friend or even, you know, as a customer to some of these businesses, they, they never quite saw me as, as another business owner. So I had to put myself out there, not only to show those people that this Reza is not the Reza that used to be, you know, in college or used to be the younger Reza. At the same time, I want to expand on my network in the business industry uh, or not the business industry is big, but the, the industry that I'm in and I'm trying to form a new type of relationships. And it was quite, um, quite an interesting start. I went hard at it. I was like, I'm not going to settle for one or two events here and there. Either I'm not going to do it or I'm going to do it, you know, full throttle. And that's, yeah. that's, so you basically had to reinvent yourself. That's exactly what Reposition happened. Reposition yourself, actually. That's exactly what happened. And Did I, you find the, the I mean, the, the one difference, uh, I would say, between us, that as you mentioned, you had some existing connections, mm -hmm. maybe not the, uh, um, the ones necessarily in the industry that you wanted them to be, but mm -hmm. did you find that helpful at all? Did they were able not, to refer? Not at the beginning. This is what happened. So when you are, this is the, the position I, I found myself. When you've known someone for a long time, they see you as the old Reza or old Itai. And then reinventing yourself, as you said, is a lot easier with new people. So when I go to a networking event that I don't know anyone, it's way easier for me to reinvent the new image, tell them what I do. And they see me for the person I am today, not the person I was. 
and it takes time before the existing connections see you that way. Hence, the LinkedIn um, journey I had was a lot stronger than the Instagram journey because all my existing people on Instagram, followers on Instagram, they see me as the Reza who was traveling a year ago, Reza who was you know, taking photos a year ago or two years ago. And all of a sudden, they're seeing this Reza who's doing networking, and it took them a while to understand it. It actually took them all the way to my 100th event to actually for them to see the new Reza. And then they say, oh, wow, all these people look at Reza a different uh, way. And then they, they, they started following. And now they're reaching out for business recommendations or referrals or et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's uh, nice to be able to witness that change with the existing yeah, network. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it kind of hurts inside because you're like, I want my family, I want my close friends to support me in this, but they don't see it. They, they, they still haven't seen the new Reza, whereas the new people, it's scratch. It's, it's, a, it's a clean slate. So they look at you as the person you are and then they get it faster. So for people... I know a lot of people are stuck in their existing bubbles. If you are trying to start an absolutely new um, business, go out there and meet the you know, people in the industry. Don't rely on your you know, longtime friends and family and all those, all those people. They don't see the new person you are. Get out there, go to these events. It's really helpful. I think what really helped me with the networking is, okay, first I did what I said I'm going to do. I'm going to go to all these events and meet people. And, uh, you know, you have to go with an action plan. Mm -hmm. you, just, you, you can't just go and, you know, what the heck. Uh, my action plan was to form relationship with people here in the ecosystem that don't necessarily uh, are going to benefit me directly for what they do. Uh, but maybe even I could help them. I could maybe bring them value of some sort um, and just try to form those relationships. So my goal was to first go to the event, uh, meet a, a bunch of people that I think are interesting uh, and then get uh, a coffee with them. And why I wanted to get coffee with them, because, you know, when you're in events and everything is noisy and you can maybe exchange some information to a degree, it's not a, a, a new environment where just you and someone else are sitting down and getting to know each other for real. Uh, so I think this is one uh, important step that I had in mind. Okay, I want to go to the events. I want to meet people, but I want to follow up with some of them uh, and get to know them. Uh, so what I did, I did post on LinkedIn uh, uh, about it. And I said, you know, uh, I'm new in Vancouver. If you want, let's grab coffee. I'm paying for it. So at least you get a free coffee. And, uh, you know, help me expand my network here. And it That's worked. I got maybe, I don't know, 20, 30 messages oh, of wow. people were like, yeah, I'll take you up on that. Uh, and what else helped that some of the people I met, uh, one of them was calling, uh, which we all know, and uh, I think he's also going to be a guest in a couple of weeks mm -hmm. or so here on the podcast. Uh, and we might mention that, uh, he made some introductions and, uh, got me into participating in a pitch event nice and then i ended up winning the pitch event first place nice. out of nine nice. startup and then that got me a bunch of exposure also nice. on linkedin also uh you know in person of people who saw me nice. uh, do the pitch 
and that got me even more coffees and even yeah. more connections yeah. and this is how you do it basically you don't need much you need good intentions you need to know what how to take it in my case it was okay i want to take those introductions take them for coffee then deepen the relationship form the connections and from there see if i can help them good if they can help me good anyway they are getting a cup of coffee on me so it's good for them i think i think end of the day it's putting yourself out there that's the main message whether you're putting yourself out there on linkedin and asking and i think it's a brilliant idea asking people i'll buy you coffee just introduce me you know to your network um also doing a pitch and all that is putting yourself out there for me i went to 100 events that's how i put myself out there and then look how far i got into while well, we are doing a podcast i colin asked me to do a show and then i get exposure left and right and then now i'm using <clears throat> i'm using all the content on instagram to to get more exposure it's just it feeds itself when you put yourself out there lots of things happen I want to comment on the fact that you and I have this thing that that um, balances each other. We we are we are complementary to each other. Itai is very action focused, like having an action plan and and having something that you can follow and get goal and put goals on the paper. I, on the other hand, I'm. I'm more focused on the serendipity of the, of the, or the faith of the equation. And I'm trying to put myself out there and see what happens. And I like that because if I do, if I do too much action, I would lose sight of all the other opportunities. But if I put myself out there without an action, then all of a sudden I'm just wasting my time. And in hundred events, I had plenty of the events that, I didn't have any plan. I just went to a random event and I put myself out there and nothing happened. But I think the balance is very important. Having, having both sides. Yeah. I think it, it did happen to you organically. Uh, I think the same happened to you. You, you did get to deepen relationship with the uh, more interesting people, I would say. Um, and uh, again, you know, a lot of the times that I bought coffee for uh, people here that are from Vancouver, I ended up giving them a lot of advice or making them some connections. Uh, and that's part of it, right? Yep. It's not yep. a give, it's not a take and take type of relationship. It's give a give, gain. give and give type yep. of relationship, yep. I would say. And the more you give, uh, the more it ended up uh, uh, getting back in the end, I would say. Yeah, it's called giver's gain. Whoever gives the most in the system he's gaining the most. Yeah. He's, uh, and I didn't hesitate to meet with people who had nothing to do, not with my industry, not with, um, you know, anything really. But we, we are all people in the end of the day. We are not defined by the industry we operate mm -hmm. in or what we do for a living. And uh, yep. I think it's important to remember that. Don't, I mean, a lot of people, uh, and I think we mentioned it uh before both you and I got to be in a, in a lot of events and got approached by a lot of transactional people and you can sense it right away. When someone is on pitch mode and no matter what, they approach you and straight do the pitch, same and same and same and same, uh, you can sense it right away and you don't want to do any, I mean, you don't want to form any real connection with that type of person. That's my initial instinct. Yeah, you get, you get a lot of... Um 
the energy, you, you can feel it. They, they, the moment somebody start talking, you can feel if the person is, is trying to sell you something or trying to form a relationship or if it's natural. Um, you commented something earlier I wanted to uh, discuss. Thought, thought my thought is gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It'll get back to you. Oh, I want, I want to talk about how in my journey it was interesting. I got a lot of coffee requests. I, I didn't ask for a lot of coffee uh, meetups or follow-ups, but I got asked a lot. And I went to every single one of them at the beginning because I wanted to, you know, follow up and do all that. But it was interesting how by week, I don't know, like towards the end, by the 80th event, I got so many requests that I was like, this is a waste of time. I have to know what we're going to talk about before I get into this follow-up meeting, unless the person is something, I, uh, someone that I really had a connection with. But it, it gets out of control very quickly. Everybody wants to have a coffee and then you're like, what are we talking about exactly? I think it happened especially because when, once you got towards the, the end, uh, there was a certain hype built yeah. or a certain yeah. something. Uh, but without that framework, I think you would end up going to coffee with all of them yeah. because it would be spread out more uh, over time and not all at once. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, just what I think. So, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. The other thing um, is, is worth talking about is what you mentioned, bringing value. Every person I met that I had a slight thinking of this person is someone I want to have a relationship with. Uh, whether as, a, as my future mentor or as someone that at some point in my life is going to help me, the first thing in my head was like, how am I going to bring them value? How am I going to bring them value? Because if I don't have that piece, the puzzle falls apart. And a lot of people go in like, this person can help me. I'm going to just jump in and ask for help. And, and I don't think that's a great approach. I'm going to give you a prime example. I met um, someone who's going to be in the show in the, in the, in the future weeks, uh, who was my marketing, um, who is my marketing mentor in a sense. This person gave a presentation in that event regarding marketing. I really liked it. And then I um, approached her and I talked to her a little bit about, you know, how I like marketing and how uh, I really want to have a connection with her. And I, I, in my head, I was like, how am I going to bring her value? I told her day one, I said, I'm going to 100 events. I'm probably going to meet a lot of interesting business owners. I want to learn more about your business so I can refer you the right person. She liked it. We had a coffee. We had a follow-up. Only after third or fourth um, time we talked, I said, by the way, I have some problems with Obu. Is it, is it possible for you to have a look at my website? Have a look at my product? Just give me your opinion. And it started building from there. And now I'm comfortable texting her or, or emailing her and ask for her opinion. And every time she tells me something that is worth a lot to me yeah. and, and it helps my business. You, you provided value first. Um, and Maybe it's not a lot of value even, but mm -hmm. it's something. You show yeah. that you care about uh, her mm -hmm. and, about, and respect her time and not just uh, uh, yeah. want to, to take and take. And I think this is 
where you were able to put yourself in a position to get the advice from her back. Yeah. So uh, I absolutely uh, do believe in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I told her uh, when her next, because she's working on some um, courses uh, for small business owners, I was like, when it's ready, I'm happy to promote it. I think you're doing it great. I believe in what you're doing and bringing her on the show we're going to have a better um relationships and give her some exposure to what she's doing so it it, it goes hand in hand you're helping and then you 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 receive um, on the other side it reminds me of what ken said how he can provide value to gary v because yeah. you can't buy gary v something it doesn't need any physical no. thing it doesn't need an ipad it doesn't need a brand new headphones exactly. it doesn't doesn't care about that right so what it does need is to see that you thought about something that's meaningful mm-hmm. that's personalized that mm-hmm. uh, show that you paid attention mm-hmm. um, and then you have their attention and, and mm-hmm. you can uh, leverage that potentially in the future you show you care you build mm-hmm. a connection uh, and you build an authentic connection and, yeah. and you go from there you're not building it in a transactional way yeah and and it has to come from the heart it cannot it's not something you have to think about and put no. on your schedule that i'm going to watch her video and then tell this person no. you can't do that like naturally i gravitated towards what she's doing i believe in what she's doing because when she explained it i was like for once somebody cares about educating small business owners not the way all the scammers do it and i i took her course there's content that i like in there so i'm like okay i like to help this person and then when i show her that i care i haven't referred a single customer as i tried referring one customer and it hasn't it hasn't converted yet but i haven't brought her you know real tangible as you said value yet but the fact that i'm showing that i care about what she does she knows in the future when the time comes i would and then she's doing the same towards me it and has I, to be authentic it has to be yeah. for real and come from the heart especially with the um these type of people like gary v you cannot bullshit the man right if no. it wouldn't come from the heart he will sense it immediately uh, this is also a story for another time how i got to meet with gary v yeah and i think it has the same principle because uh, whatever i told him really came from the heart and made him listen and, and realize that uh, i'm from for real and yeah. not yeah. just interested in okay gary give me your exposure or something uh so uh, same mindset what while we are at that i want to i want to talk about how we are not putting our guests on a pedestal i think that's very important too um it's important to treat the, the other person eye level and they sense it when you put them on a pedestal all of a sudden it's not a good relationship eye level or below <laughs> <laughs> this respect is good <laughs> no. that's funny uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I think the guest has a lot of experience, a lot of value, and uh, putting them on a pedestal will put it first into some sort of an interview mode, which we don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to do. Uh, we do have a lot of questions for them, but I feel like it's more of a conversation, as you said. Yeah, yeah. And I, I met all the speakers that uh, spoke at my 100th event, Farhan um, and... Um, angel and everybody else the same way i just walked up to them and i said 
this is me. Hi, I, I would love to make a connection with you. And uh, would you speak at my event, et cetera, et cetera. And th they felt com comfortable uh, instead of telling, oh my God, you're amazing. I've been following you. I've been doing this. It's and also providing value for them when you ask them to speak mm -hmm. at your event. It's also exposure for them. It's also help their personal brand. So you, you do approach them with the value proposition uh, that gives them value up front. And yeah. I think that's always a good mindset to have. How can I help you? How can I bring value up front? Uh, and it doesn't matter if the person is more experienced than me or less. It doesn't matter. So now that we covered value, naturally the next question is, what if I don't have any, anything to bring to the table? And that's my favorite question because I think entire entrepreneurship sums if I, if I sum it up, is about leverage. You have to go out there and create leverage for yourself so when the time comes, you can bring value. That's the whole game. If you don't have anything to bring to the table, well, it's going to be really hard to get good connections, really hard to get these you know, higher level people that you want to meet. You it have will to be hard there. Mm -hmm. But if you, again, if you come with good intention and you pay attention and you... You stand out you stand out and you comment on their social media, but not just any comment, like a real comment that contributes the value. That's also value. It's also Absolutely. a form of value. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, so yeah. let me rephrase. If you have real intention, authenticity, you, you're just, you know, speaking from the heart and you want to connect with someone, you stand out over, um, over people who are, who are, you know, having better skills, higher in the food chain or whatever you want to call it, but they're not authentic. But out of those smaller circle of people that are authentic and bring value, then you're in a, in a, in a position that you want to bring the most value. Yeah. And so to sum it up, it's really basically easy. First of all, it's a mindset. Come with a mindset of giving, not taking. Okay. Uh, then come with an action plan like I had with my coffee. Uh, um, I wanted to go and, and see the people I meet and take them for coffee to deepen a relationship and maybe create a connection because I don't really feel that uh, in a meetup or uh, in that sort of environment, you can really form a deep connection. You have to follow up on that. And third is get out there and get as many opportunities as you can. If it's going to events, it's, if it's pitching, uh, in front of people, if it's uh, being on a panel discussion, whatever exposure you can get, go for it. Uh, and combine those three and you will network. You will have a network. But what about the part that you have to work hard on, on yourself? So for example, if you didn't have Vaniver, you can't have those type of connections at times. If I didn't put myself out there in 100 events, I tell people I want to connect with you and people are like, well, what do you do again? And I, th I think it's also important to really work on what you're doing, get better at it. So you have something that you can bring value on. Anyone works on something, right? No one is doing nothing. That's the assumption we have on our that's, audience. That's definitely have to be an assumption. Uh, and, and as I mentioned, even if you are new and don't have much of experience, you can find the value uh, of giving in a different way. You know, even 
uh, I am not in exactly that position, but the fact I offered people, I'll buy you the coffee, it's some sort of value, right? Yep. I'll buy you your morning Absolutely. coffee. What do you Absolutely. care? Sit and talk with me. Absolutely. In many cases, I have more value to offer to them and I still bought them the coffee and, and I was fine by it. I have no problem with it. And in a slight way, it shows your intention. When I, when I reached out to Farhan two months ago, I told him, when are you available? I only want 15 minutes of your time and I'll buy you coffee. Um, I just Coffee on me. And I just made it in a way that I'm mindful of your time. I'm mindful of you giving me this opportunity to give me value this is how I can, I can, and it's, it's a small way, but the language and the way you put it, people are like, this person is exactly, he cares. cares. The the worst thing that could happen is doing it with people who who reply, I don't drink coffee because then you're screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it could happen. That's uh, it's, I want to know. I've been in Vancouver uh, for 12 years. I'm biased about this city. I quite like it. Um, what about your experience? Do you find Vancouver people more supportive? Is it easier to network here? Is it harder? It's the same. I wouldn't say it's harder or easier. I would say it's the same as any other place. Um, not, nothing uh, special in terms of uh, networking. Um, just like any other city I've been to and uh, doing networking in Tel Aviv, doing networking in New York's where I've been for a long period of time. Um, I, I wouldn't say that Vancouver is any different. I would say that the tech scene here is different. I think we're going mm-hmm. to discuss that in that with Colin yeah, as well because yeah. I'm interested in his perspective and mm-hmm. I could share mine and the differences in dynamics between mm-hmm. places like Tel Aviv, New York and Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are a lot of pros and cons, but that's more on the macro level. In terms of networking, I wouldn't see any significant uh, difference. Uh, so th- my experience was that everybody wanted to help me succeed. So every, almost everyone, whoever I met in Vancouver, they, are, they were friendly. They wanted me to meet their connections. They were trying to help in whatever way they could. Um, and then when I discussed it with them, they said, uh, a lot of people told me in Toronto, in New York, bigger cities, is not going to be like that. People are not going to be as friendly and, 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 you know, as helpful. People are trying to... I strongly disagree. Yeah? Okay. Absolutely. That's not true. Uh, people are people everywhere you go. Nice. Um, in, in New York and the bigger cities, there are a bunch more people. So mm-hmm. uh, there is a bunch more of potential for introductions. So uh, I wouldn't agree with that. Got it. From, ex- from my experience, at nice. least. Nice. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. Um, what else do you think our audience would have in mind so we can address? I think uh, we pretty much covered everything, the importance of the coffee. And uh, <laughs> yeah. by the way, I got a lot of messages. How do you find these events? If you really have the intention to go out there and build your network, you'll find a way. It's not that hard. It's Google, called Google. Google, Eventbrite, Facebook events, LinkedIn. Ask your people. I I asked my network a lot of times, do you know any interesting networking events coming up? And I got all the suggestions. So those are excuses. How do you find these events? Like, come on, if you really want to get out there, you'll, you'll find them. The one thing that we need to address is the fact that now there aren't many events and we are talking about uh, physical event, Mm in-person event and not Mm -hmm. uh, online. 
Um, for the online experience, you can go to our uh, virtual networking episode and hear our yeah. thoughts. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, we discussed uh, and, that. And we did elaborate on that. Yeah. Putting yourself out there, whether it's virtually, social media, in person, in every way you can, you put yourself out there, magical things happen. It's just amazing when you do that. But going over that hump is hard. A lot of people don't have the confidence. They, they have a hard time putting themselves out there and they will, don't want to be judged. They don't want to be exposed. That's the hardest part. I find this is why if you come with a good intention of providing value, even if you have a lot to give or not that much, but still have that intention, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you are inexperienced or not. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Having the humility to say day one, I don't have a network. I want to build it from scratch is very hard, very difficult and, and very important. I have friends who tell me, they don't want to go to their first networking event just because they don't have anything to show. And I was like, well, dude, where do you think it starts? It starts from that zero. Absolutely. It what starts if, yeah. with doing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if uh, I haven't gone to any of these events, a lot of things would have happened, including this podcast. Yeah. Exactly. Itai, tell us who is our guest next week. I'm excited about it. Yeah, next week we have Melanie Weisner. She's a professional poker player and coach, poker coach. She also plays on ESPN on the World Poker Tour. So you might have seen her if you are a poker fan. And you might ask what poker has to do with business, entrepreneurship. And uh, this is exactly what we're going to talk with her. You can see how poker can help you uh, in your business. And I think that's uh, an interesting subject. So that's, that's very um, interesting to me because I've never played poker. I don't know how to play poker, but I know there are elements in poker that matters a lot. And, and I want to learn from her and, and let's see if I can learn something from poker without playing poker. But... Maybe play a lot of poker this week. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the episode, we can have a, a poker table uh, between us. <laughs> I have to educate myself a little bit about poker so I can ask, uh, so I don't ask stupid questions. No, yeah. but I think the, the, the subject will not be about the actual game and the cards itself. It's more about the psychological aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, the poker face, yeah. the entire... Uh, uh, you know, in business, you do need a poker face a lot of the times. No that, questions about it. That, and I'm also interested to know if business happens on poker table because I know business happens over golf. I know business happens, uh, you know, on, on yachts and boats and different activities. Is bo- poker a good way to build connections? I would say yes and no uh, because it's super competitive. Mm-hmm. And if you mm-hmm. really have money on the line, so you're like, you don't want to connect with the person. <laughs> exactly. On the other end, on the other end, even here in Vancouver, one of my favorite events was a monthly poker mm-hmm. uh, event we had here. And now we moved it to the online. So it's a weekly yeah. thing online. Um, and it's more about networking than the poker. It's, it's probably about your intention, whether it's you're doing it for fun and networking or you're professional. I'm, I'm curious to ask her next week. Anyway, it gets super competitive either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, I can see that. 
Uh, well, this was week 11, networking from scratch. Thank you for joining us. And my name is Reza V and my co-host is Itai Schefter. This is 100 Podcasts in 100 Weeks. Join us next week. We're going to have a great talk with Melanie. Melanie? Am I saying Melanie Weisner. Melanie yeah. Weisner about poker and entrepreneurship and what it has in common. Thank you.